Join me, Professor RPG, as I sit down with friends, colleagues, and special guests as we reminisce and discuss role-playing games that left their mark on us. Expect to see all sorts, from Western style to Japanese and even tabletop. So stay a while and listen, and let us trigger those memories of tales long since completed. Relive that fantasy you hold dear, and come along with us, adventurer, on this quest into the past. Welcome to the RPG University. in session and today we're getting pulled in eight different directions as we travel through Square's first HD 2D HD 2D excuse me adventure to celebrate the recent release of the sequel of Octopath Traveler. As always, I am your host Scott White, also known as Professor RPG, and this week I have the pleasure of welcoming to the university from Matt Black Studios and the creator behind the upcoming action platformer game Lucid, we got Eric Manahan. How's Hello. it going, Eric? Oh, it's going very well. Thank you for having me, Scott. Of course, of course. <laughs> so by sheer happenstance, I get pulled in by, at, your, at the time, uh, your PR guy, dear friend oh, yes. Kyle Prawl. I and sincerely missed. We love yes. Kyle. Kyle has actually gone on to Square working with Octopath. So I, I, we're bringing, he's here in spirit. Full circle. Holy crap. Full circle. Um, but by happenstance, pulled in, hey, hey, check this out. I checked it out. And actually, I think yours, I wasn't even brought in to check out. I think I was brought in to look at elements, but someone was already checking it out. So you and I just started shooting the shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is exactly and what then we realized we both love Mega Man X and uh-huh. Mega Man games. And the rest is history. And now you're here. So That's pretty much it, man. Yeah, we're, we're Mega Man X bros. Sup? Sabra. <laughs> Sabra. <laughs> Sabra. <laughs> um, but yes, we are here to talk about Octopath Traveler. Now, this game initially released on the Nintendo Switch as a Switch exclusive back on July 13th, 2018, Ooh. in the before time. Ooh. That's, fuck, that's five years ago that's now. That's five. That's half a decade. That's. Decade? No. Yeah. That is nearly half a decade. Thank you. Oh my God. Um, a year later, in on June 7th, 2019, it was released on PC. Mm. Um, and then a year after that, on April 28th, it released for a little thing called Stadia. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. And then Stadia. a year after that, as we are deep at this point with pandemic time, um, it released on Xbox One. Oh, on March twenty fifth of twenty twenty one, so it's it's come to everything. I'm I, I'm anxious to see if it will actually be on PlayStation at some point. Yeah, I'm but, kind of surprised to be honest. Yeah, I, but for what it's worth, I know for even now, Microsoft and Nintendo are much more buddy buddy than Nintendo and Sony. Yeah, I, I think I think you're right. I agree. I agree. So, um, will be interesting to see. But to get listeners your mind more in the time frame the before time of when this game released here are some other games you may have also been playing the year octopath traveler came out 2018 also saw the releases of assassin's creed odyssey monster hunter world make capcom a crapcom amount of money (laughs) dragon ball fighters released Mm -hmm. and is still perhaps one of my favorite fighting games of all time so good 
We have Pillars of Eternity 2, Dead Fire, Spyro the Reignited Trilogy, wow. Dark Souls Remastered, Hitman 2, Shadows of the Tomb Raider, and Insomniac Spider-Man, just to name a few. Wow. So, Eric, as a game designer, ah. were any of these games time sinks for you? Time sinks? Yes, absolutely. Um so the biggest one, I, I'll start at the top. No, yeah. you know what? I'll start at the the bottom. I, so Dragon Fighters, uh, Dragon Ball Fighters. Sorry, um, I picked it up because I couldn't resist. Like the idea of the animated, like two D mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. fighting Dragon Ball, like all the characters ever. I couldn't resist. I, I rarely go out and like I day one uh, fighting game stuff and mm-hmm. had to play it. I played it for a while, but was pretty much dog shit at it and eventually <laughs> kind of stopped. But uh, so as much as I love it, didn't put that much time. And then I went into, I would say, let's see, Dark Souls Remastered. I mean, I sunk in as much time as anybody who plays Dark Souls. Uh, I don't know. A whole lot. I love that game. It's hard to say no. And it's then true. Monster Hunter World. That's the that was the behemoth. Holy crap, I put a lot of time in Monster Hunter that World. That was such a ripple through the game industry. Like, and mm-hmm. Capcom in general. Yeah. I mean, have you turned been, them around. I, I agreed. Like, uh, it's, they got such an inject, like a shot in the arm with from that, uh, that game. Like, it, it, you could see it in all their other, like, even their fighting games seem to, like, mm-hmm. get a boost in production. Or, I mean, it's all speculation because obviously I didn't see beforehand but i can't only imagine the amount like the oomph the rest of the production got from that game didn't it make it wasn't a billion it, but it was a i don't sh- know it's it's so it's just so much stupid so, money so good and then the dlc uh mm-hmm. the, the ice born i think it was ice born but yeah, that uh, equal like it was basically a sequel. Oh my god! And and I don't know if you've uh, been a Monster Hunter junkie like I have since the the way way before times. Like, uh, like I was PSP. Uh, oh. I played the PSP ones a lot. Um, okay, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember renting the PS2 version. Mm-hmm. I did play it, but it, I it wasn't my thing. It really wasn't what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. But the PSP games like Frontier and everything. I really liked those games. Yeah, I'm in about the same spot. I came in around um, Monster Hunter Try. Right okay, around there. The, the Wii version. Or yeah. did you play it on the Wii? I I I am um, arg. I uh, black flagged <laughs> that thing, um, and yeah. I was doing a homebrew when I was in college, and uh, so I got to play a lot of it, but not a lot, a lot of it because yeah. of. Um, like shared tv and whatever but uh after try then all of a sudden started popping up on the 3ds mm-hmm. um i don't know if it was try but four but whatever it was on four 3ds was solid, yeah oh my god dude like uh that's when I, I was like completely hooked absolutely hooked um and it still had a lot of that like menu not jank but just you know yeah. what i find fun but a lot of people were like this is not for me so uh so i get it I totally get it. But then world comes around and it just like streamlines everything. And it's just like, Oh, everybody got into it so easily. Yeah. It's, um, I fell in love with world is the game. Cause I had kind of dropped off for a little while. Like I, the three DS games were good, but like, it was just a little too uncomfortable to play. Like with I hear my you. larger hands. I hear you. And 
so when World came out, I love that I no longer had to mine or like like unlimited um, sharpening stones. Like I didn't have to worry about that. I didn't have yeah. to worry about pickaxes. Like those little quality of life changes made such a difference. Goes a long way. It, it really does. Mm-hmm. So when those all happen, I was like, oh, this is wonderful. This is this is fantastic. Yeah, because um, they figured out like yeah. what people want to do is fight the monster. They don't want a resource management to manage to that extent. Like that wasn't mm-hmm. appealing to too many people. Uh, but yeah, they like get get as fast as you can back to the fight. Get back, get back, and then to further prove that, what they do in uh, what was the fuck it the the ninja one looking rise. Yes. On Rise, they give you a goddamn dog that like you just bolt to the next uh, encounter. Yeah. They like they've re- and then even the mobility options, they like realized that uh you know I getting- fucking love Monster Hunter Rise. It's so good, dude. And so it, good. It hurts me it hurt me so so bad and continues to hurt me so bad that I can't transfer my Switch progress over <gasps> to like PlayStation. Yeah. Or something else. It's like yeah. Monster Hunter is one of those games where once I invest the time in a single like a platform to get it, mm-hmm. I have so little desire to go back through like early game shit. Agreed. To get back to where I was, especially uh, like agreed. after sinking hundred hours, two hundred yep. hours into a game. It's like I have so little desire to redo yeah. all the early stuff. A hundred percent. Cause also like it, it's not your first monster hunt. Like you know, yeah. like the first 10 hunts it's like bullshit pissant monsters that you can just right. do, like in your sleep and you're just like give me to the game please so yeah that's that's a bummer that's a feels bad oh man i, I i'm looking forward to fingers crossed i don't know if they're going to but uh monster hunter world 2 if they bring over uh, i would i would love like a, a hefty handful of mm-hmm. rise stuff in monster hunter world 2 uh that would make me happy yeah um but yeah those yeah. are those are Great my games. Uh, hitman too also i the hitman games are wonderful i've never uh, played you, a hitman not highly one. recommend highly is it kind of like um like a splinter celly kind of thing um a little bit i guess but it's not as I would say it's much more open-ended than a Splinter Cell game is. Okay. Uh, where you can really... Ch- Basically, you have the targets, but then how you actually execute them is completely up to you. So it sounds a little more like Metal Gear 5. It, it's much more Metal Gear Solid 5 or like a Dishonored game, minus the superpowers. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, okay. With smaller, like, smaller Splinter size scale levels. Uh-huh. But that open-ended nature of a like MGSV or like a Dishonored kind of thing. Got it. Okay. I mean, it sounds like something I'd like. I have yeah. to look into that. Oh, definitely. But fuck all those games. Yeah, fuck the stupid ass games. Octopath. Yeah. Yeah. So, they don't have pixels. Oh, all oh beautiful pixels. Those <laughs> beautiful HD pixels. But mm. Eric, so what was your? I guess what's your experience with? rpgs in general and particularly like octopath and square rpgs hmm that is a it's a big question yeah. well, for, for me that's a big question because uh yeah man i mean 
I started out, you know, uh, I think on the SNES is when I had my first RPG kind of stuff going on. I played Final Fantasy VI on there, uh, Chrono Trigger. Um, oh my God, I, Super Mario RPG. I know it's like baby's mm-hmm. first RPG, but goddamn, that is one of my favorite RPGs of all time. Um, Breath of the Wild, uh, not Breath of the Wild, uh, Breath of Fire. Um, I put a, a lot of like, you know, Pokemon type stuff on the Game Boy. So I'm a little more old school on the RPG stuff. I like, mm-hmm. uh, I love my old JRPG turn-based stuff. So when you come up to me and say, hey, do you like that old stuff with like HD 2D graphics and you want to like just play that old game, but like in new settings with modern sensibilities, sign me the fuck up. So I was yeah. very, very excited for Octopath. Did you buy it day and date it released or did you pick it up later if it wasn't like the day of it was like the week of something mm-hmm. like that um like it was on my radar for a long time and it may have just been like work was you know hectic and i just didn't get around to it but uh i remember being like day week uh, a week of ish but uh yeah I, I played it all the way through. you couldn't put it down i played like at lunch on the train if i at work <laughs> it was bad yeah it was i remember this game got announced early it might have been announced prior to the switch even releasing i can't remember exactly but i remember being so blown away by the visual Mm -hmm. art style like this pixel based but still 3d look which has gone on to do four games now i want to say four or five games and Mm -hmm. This was the first take of their style. And while comparatively it's it looks a little rough compared to the newer, it, it they've come a long way. They refined it a lot. But yeah, this game blew me away. I am such a pixel junkie. Like mm-hmm. I love good pixel art. Yes. Agreed. Very, very agreed. And between the character sprites and especially the boss sprites mm-hmm. and just the general aesthetic. Oh, I ate it all up. Yeah, man. It it, it literally it looks like so it, it was they did such a good job of taking like that JRPG pixel art aesthetic from the SNES era and then diorama it like like mm-hmm. if you extruded what you imagine those three D forms were and then just tilted the camera like it, it was like spot on to what my mind would imagine it to look like and uh, between that and the lighting and the effects and the particles and the uh, uh, I mean, it's just unreal. It was completely eye-catching. Yeah. So the, one of the defining features besides the uh, the art style has to do with the name. Originally, like, there was this whole thing where it was originally oh, just Project yeah. Octopath Traveler. And it was like, oh, I wonder what it's going to finally be called. And it just turned out to be Octopath Traveler. Mm-hmm. Horrible names. I have to say, with the exception of Live a Live, all the HD 2D games have horrible titles. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I'm not a huge fan of the Octopath. Um, I, I it immediately evokes an octopus image, and that's not the image I want it to, to, the first image for my brain to think of when I hear that. I don't know. I think it was a, a misfire. Uh, I, I agree with you. I, I instantly think Octomom. Uh, <laughs> yes. From back in the day. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But the the. Where it gets its octo, the octo, the eight part of its name comes in the fact that you have eight different characters and that you can recruit and then you follow you. 
and each has their individual stories. Um, these include the likes of uh, Ophelia. She's kind of your healer. You have Cyrus, who's kind of your black mage, your scholar, who's mm. smart. You have Ulbrick, who's your big burly dude with a big sword. Yeah, big knight You dude. have... Um, and then you have some other characters that are more unique. You have Primrose, the dancer mm-hmm. or um, a prostitute kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You have Alfin, who is like an apothecary who deals with like mixing herbs, kind of more of a, a, a chemist uh-huh, from okay. other games and whatnot. You have Tressa, who buys things and can do a bunch of things. Is she the Fearing- shop girl? Yeah, she's the shock, shock, shop girl. Cool. Yeah, um, she was one of my faves. Therian, who's your brooding thief boy, and Hanet, who is your hunter and has like deals with pets. Oh, yeah. That was my first. That was who I started with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So out of the cast, what were what are some of your favorites? Um, uh, just in terms it could be game style or like play style, mechanics, skills, like what? Yeah. Characters do you remember really liking? So. I remember the ones that so I for for candid sakes um, I have not played in probably five years since it's come out. I remember putting a lot of hours in, and then I just never played again because well we'll get into why. But uh, I really enjoyed it. So that said, if I I'm fuzzy on stuff, that's why. So um, the people that I really liked to play as was they were the hunter. I really enjoyed her. I remember having like wolves at some point mm-hmm. or, and it was really fun because um, it was a great way to, if I remember correctly, it was a good introduction to like the breaking system. But yeah, uh, I really liked her. I liked Primrose a lot in her synergy. Like not only is she really cool to like synergize herself, like her on a team is really fun. And um, then the merchant I thought was one of like the most useful, like, uh, secondary like uh her i think you could buy some stuff and she would like cut prices in half or something yeah she was like invaluable like early game for me um and then i, I like the brooding thief guy is just because like i'm an edgelord i guess and then <laughs> uh i like those are the ones that i really remember mm-hmm. the other ones like they don't stand out to me so i guess that means i didn't really like them as much for me, mine was Therian. Like Therian was the one that I started with because I love the ability to like where Tressa could is an upstanding member of society. She's shop girl and can buy items from people. Therian will just swipe it from people. Same yeah. items. It's the same list, uh-huh. um, but can also open lock lock chest and everything. And I just loved his. Yes. That. Uh, utility of I don't want to pay for stuff I want to steal stuff and then sell things mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then I remember Alfin I always thought his sprite looked like Sabin from Final Fantasy 6 right because um, yeah. he kind of had like the ponytail thing sticking out back uh-huh. um, and his stuff his mixing could like most chemists in a lot of games I feel are always overpowered and broken <laughs> yes. um, it's so hard to balance like they're either yeah. They're either insanely strong or like, like just dog shit because like they mm-hmm. they know. I feel like developers know. There's so many um, concoctions and variables and things to consider. Like to to balance it all is a lot of investment. So either they're like this all feels fun and it ends up being broken, or they know that's going to happen, so they make it all shit. It's really hard yeah. to fine tune that. 
I and I love with the apothecary there. One of their attacks was called amputation, which is just a really strong axe attack. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I just always thought that was funny. Yeah, I agreed. And then looking at the skills now, I guess the apothecary doesn't have a uh, mixing thing, so I completely uh, messed with Mr. that. Remember? So. Yeah, he had. They have first aid, which restores HP. Icicle, which shoots ice attack. Um, re- rehabilitate, which cures status ailments and renders them immune from further ailments for two turns. Amputation, um, poison. Uh, vivify, which revives. Last stand, which attacks all foes, dealing damage inversely proportional to your current HP. And daughter's charity, which is their divine skill. There's big one. Which oh, was for three turns, items used by a single chosen ally will affect everybody. Oh yeah, this guy's it's starting to come back. Yeah, he, he was really helpful at and yeah because I would use him in con- conjunction with the um, the shop merchant. So just having a shit ton of items that affects everybody all the time mm-hmm. it was um it was a strat I was going with for a little bit. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure you could use that with um uh attack items as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um which made it super good too but yeah and then that's such a great uh, um a creative class to make because yeah I, I, I it's like almost a meme it may even be a meme at this point the whole like uh get an elixir and make sure to have 2000 by the end of the game and never use them yeah it, it's such a great way to incentivize item usage and learning what they do for having someone mm-hmm. gets like bonus like just abilities buffs whatever you want to call it for using items very very creative i like that a lot what is your opinion on job systems in general in rpgs for me like if a rpg is turn-based and has a job or class-based system Mm -hmm. i'm i will instantly buy it i don't care it could have mutant ugly rodent characters for everything (laughs) but if it meets those criteria turn-based and class or job systems i was like i'll buy it i'll buy the collector's edition doesn't matter yeah i um, am i'm some are there people that don't like that i do know some people that's like i don't like job systems see i'm like i I really hurt you yeah yeah you're living life wrong my friend um i thoroughly enjoy jobs like i'm just a a sucker for theming in general like uh, i'm Mm -hmm. like for for, we were talking about Mega Man x before um one of the things that drew me into Mega Man in general was like an entire fire level with a fire level boss or ice whatever i just always loved that so having jobs that or they're kind of the same to me where like a person or a, th- a character is themed entirely about being a mage or a wizard or an item person or a barbarian. Like it's cool. And then don't, subclasses are really cool. Cause then you can kind of make little blends and gives you a little more freedom. I mean, even um, I know it's not, it's an RPG, it's a tactics RPG, but um, final fantasy tactics advanced that they had job systems. And I, that was probably the first game I put a thousand hours into on the GVA. I mean, in general, but uh, Mm -hmm. so uh, long and short of it is I really like job systems. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, it wouldn't I don't know if I if a game sucks and has job systems, I'm not going to buy it. But uh, uh, yeah, it's definitely not a a negative to me. Yeah, it um, 
I I'm I'm a big fan as as, as I mentioned. But one what's of the, the things when I oh go ahead. I was going to ask, what's the worst? Um, I've never because it sounds like I've never met anyone who's like um. It sounds like a, a really big fan of Jobs. I've never really thought about it to be honest. But my question is, um, what is the worst game that has a job system in it that you can think of? Hmm. Or or do all or in your eyes is it's got a job system? It can't be that bad. I I would say <laughs> I don't know if it's necessarily work. I I would say the RPG with my least favorite or the least well implemented job system. Uh-huh. Um maybe Final Fantasy 13. Oh, like I, I'm not a Final Fantasy 13 hater. I, it, it has issues, and I think it would be exponentially better with just some slight tweaks and mm-hmm. the inclusion of the Gambit system for Final Fantasy 12. Mm-hmm. But it's, it, I felt like it didn't commit all the way. Like it had the different roles, but it didn't commit to what it want. Like, interesting. The, the role thing, I guess. I don't know. So did, did, would you say like the design, like even having that aspect of the game brought very little to the actual combat? Like you could almost neglect the fact no, that you had it. I, I think it, 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 <sighs> no, it, I think you, you definitely had to like, but outside of, I, I guess I, don't think it took it far enough, like compared mm. to the job systems found in the third entry or bravely default or mm. final fantasy five that go really hard into it and give you a lot of options. It's like, yes, each, each served a per, I guess each, I felt with 13, each role served a purpose more than, I chose it because it was fun. Oh. Oh. Like with the black mage or like the magic casters, you needed them to quickly wrap ramp up the um, break gauge or whatever gauge. Mm -hmm. You needed a warrior kind of thing to slow the degradation of that gauge so that you could more easy, excuse me, more easily break an enemy. You needed the um like the saboteur and stuff to like debuff but none of them felt fun to me like they served a role as opposed to i want to play this class like i want to be the apothecary because that's fun right and the, the what appeals to me most about games with job systems is they allow experimentation and customizability, a lot mm-hmm. of fluidity and a lot of options mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where I don't think the roles let you do that. I don't think Final Fantasy 13's roles let you do that as a more traditional job or class based RPG should let you. OK, I, I kind of I think I am picking up what you're putting down and a weird um comparison that i can think of is sort of in fighting games um there's like a there i think maximilian dude describes it as a Mm -hmm. tight and loose fighting games where a tight 
fighting game is like these are your bread and butters these are your combos this is what you're looking for and this is what you're going to do on repeat no matter who you're fighting and then a loose uh fighting game is where like you have like uh cancels and connects and you can if many different starters and a lot of mobility and uh, freedom of expression is it's thrown around a lot Mm -hmm. and uh it sounds sort of like how you're describing where like it was very 13 sounds like it was very prescribed and like prescription like these are the things you need if you don't have them in this way it's not going to work very well as opposed to other like job systems that i agree with you that uh having them work in synergy but having like all of them if you know how to make them work together you can have some ridiculous combinations um that's so much more fun than just following Mm -hmm. a flow chart i want to be able to make a challenge where i was like i'm only apothecaries or Mm. like only dancers and stuff which you really can't you can't do like only fighters in 13 Mm. or or things like that and i think that's it doesn't commit to any it yeah i don't know but that's why i think i'm kind of turned off a bit by it all right, cool. I mean, I wonder if who I wonder if any of the friends that you've talked to, maybe that's the game they started with. And they're like, job systems suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Hmm. What Shoot. about you? Is there a other job system based RPG that really has stood out to you or solidified itself in as as good examples of the mechanics? Because you. You're making a video game right now, so you're approaching mechanics and systems in video games differently than I would. So what's your take on the job system as a mechanic or from a design standpoint? Interesting. Um, my take, I, I definitely like them. And, you know, like anything, mm-hmm. if done well or correctly however you want to put it like it it should be fun and i've experienced Mm -hmm. fun at good job systems um my take on them if i had to boil them down they're kind of like um to me they feel like in the same vein as say in a different genre like hollow knight those um Mm -hmm. the the charm system in the same way that you could mix and match different charms to modify like how you interact at the same encounter, job systems are similar where like you your roles are the charms and you put them together in different ways and it's up to you to figure out how to get your kit to work in the encounter. And mm-hmm. setting up um invi- if it's you know, not a standing still tactical RPG, set, creating environments that promote um, creative use of uh, the blocking or enemies that do the same, where they have special arcs or uh, hitboxes of uh, different shapes, and they maybe ha- in tight corridors, they're really, really nasty, but out in an open field, like they're easy to kill. Um, you can do a lot with that. And I think having an RPG have a fighting system that can handle different jobs and uh, like every job works within the system well and they work in tandem well that's hard to make but when it's Mm -hmm. done it's so satisfying to just get like combo and like setting things up and like i hope i can set this up get this buff up and uh wave out this attack break them it's becomes like a combo fight like a fighting game type thing uh 
so yeah, I uh, I see that as kind of like a charm. The roles is like a way to permutate permutate uh, the experience to your playstyle. So this is a good one. Uh, some good insight. Um, <laughs> yes. Yes. Brilliant design work, my good son. pedantic. Indubitably. Um. I am curious because one of the things when I asked you if you wanted to be on this episode to talk about Octopath was Jeez. that you had thoughts that like there were things about Octo that uh, Octopath that you weren't as big of a fan of. Like there were things that stood out. So what what are some of the things that you weren't as big of a fan of with, so, with Octopath? I uh, I am definitely not breaking new ground here because I think it is probably the universal complaint and it's the for me and many others it's the lack the stories themselves were pretty good very um i don't know maybe adult swim-esque anime storylines of like episodes almost like a cowboy bebop episodic thing like it, it felt like every character was had like an old their own arc on a season or a few episodes on cowboy bebop um, so that was cool. But where it fell short for me is when you have a game literally in the title called Octopath Traveler. It Instead of the paths kind of like weaving in and out of each other, it very much felt like you started in opposite places and then they never touched each other. And even though you would have people in the party and have done things in certain areas, it wouldn't reference people. They wouldn't like pop up and have different dialogue. NPCs wouldn't reference like, Oh, this person, like even if let's say kind of like in Omega Mega Man X, if you beat um, chill penguins level first, all of a sudden flame mammoth stage is frozen over. It'd be pretty cool if you had done, say, I don't know, Primrose's stuff first and then go back there with, I forget who goes back there with somebody um, and they reference, I don't know, the happenings that have happened. Uh, that would have been really, really cool. And I really think that would have elevated this game from a really good game to like an extraordinary game or mm -hmm. just there's a whole it would have just raised it up a whole grade level, whatever it is um, in my book. But uh, that is probably my biggest complaint was the story and then i mean it's so uh, it's so nitpicky but uh and i haven't seen octopath 2 and they may have done it they may have not but as much as i love the pixel art it is gorgeous mm -hmm. it is very um static and it's very um i can tell they made giant sprites like legs arms and whatever and it was very little movement i would love to see just a little bit more fluidity or just animation to the sprites mm -hmm. um but you know it's hard to do that but uh i mean that's what i would like to see uh and then the combat system, I remember really, really liking the combat system. The yeah. whole setting of the, I, I, I we're talking about what I don't like, but uh, it, I'm not mentioning the combat system because I really, really liked it. So it is, it, this is a perfect segue. And my complaints are very much the same. It felt, all the stories felt way too disjointed. Mm -hmm. um, and it needed more of that crisscrossing, united front, like, team base. It, it felt much more like a saga game i guess where everything's yeah. all the characters are very disjointed yeah you can get the other characters 
but they're just other people. They're not. I, yeah. I like my anime party members that believe in power of friendship at the end of the day. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, my, yeah. My RPGs need the power of friendship, damn it. Mm-hmm. And elder gods with funny names that appear at the last possible second. Yeah, the power of friendship can take down Cthulhu, apparently. Yeah, basically. But yes, <laughs> let's talk about the amazing, amazing combat system in Octopath. Like, yeah, yeah. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. That's between the art, like the art style and the combat. Like those are where it shines. Art style and combat system. Like oh, hands yeah. down. It, I would also say music as well. Oh, yeah. yeah the yeah. soundtrack is baller as well. In yeah, this game. I guess I should say presentation as in a whole as a whole. Yeah. But yeah, that it's so good. The um like the whole concept of it's a beautifully holistic design where you, you start out and you have to find out like what are they weak to and then when you mm-hmm. figure so it's like it's like layers and then when you get through that layer you you then have to hit them the guard break them and then you have to do that all the while like making sure you don't die in the process and there's all these synergies happening so freaking addictive because then you can mm-hmm. it's, it almost becomes like i mean it's not but it this there's a rhythm that you can kind of get into and certain bosses where the you, rhythm is uh, gonna get you yeah man and uh like you can kind of like, <laughs> hold on i i will that's gonna be in my head for a while now um you're welcome fuck uh yeah the, the whole getting them like knowing like all right after you've done a few rounds uh you know, uh, jabs with your boss. You're like, no, I can get this many in. Then I have to do this. And some may argue that can be flow charty, but it's not because if you mess something up or you don't realize something, it can your whole rhythm can get knocked out of whack. And then trying to get your grips again and your footing, that's where you start to sweat. And then all of a sudden you're back. Like, all right, back. I got my health back. He's in. He's in guard break. And this on the side. And then all of a sudden another enemy pops in. You're like, fuck. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah, it's it reminded me a lot of another class based square RPG that I absolutely love, Bravely Default, with their uh, mm. um, the risk versus reward, like taking a bunch of turns all at once. This yes. one, I think, I think I like the Brave and Default system a little bit more, just because I enjoy the risk versus reward, and I don't think there's as much of a risk. Uh-huh. There's only reward with the boost system, which is fine. I think it being able to attack multiple times, I think it's it's great and it adds a lot of strategy. Um uh-huh. but yeah, it's the the breaking mechanic is so well implemented in Octopath that it's easy to understand, but figuring out the uh the weaknesses of each enemy almost turns it into a bit of each enemy into a bit of a puzzle and then yep. strategically timing when you break an enemy so that they don't do their big attack, but you only get like one that balance of how much boost do I use to break an enemy earlier without leaving myself completely without charges or BP. Yeah. So that when they are broken, I can take advantage or yeah, yeah, so yeah. when they are broken, I could really take advantage of it. It's, it's just it's so good it's it, so it, good it, it tickles the same like uh 
Like I'm not much of a gambler. The, the most gambling yeah. I'll do is uh, is it, like blackjack, and mm-hmm. I, it tickles the little bit of blackjack. It, it, same vein because uh, like like you said, like do I go in harder or do I bide my time? And it's just like hit me or I'll stay. It, it's it's very yeah. uh, how much are you willing to risk reward? And I think that's a risk reward. I think is one of like the pillars to game design in just general. I mean, mm-hmm. of course, not like in, I mean, you could even argue maybe even stuff like Animal Crossing, but the games that I really like, I want to make or that I uh, get my blood pumping is that risk reward. Uh, and then it, it, the highest of the highs is when it, it works, you pulled it off. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then fuck, it didn't work. Oh, I got to <laughs> try again. But, uh, yeah, yeah, the risk reward is what's so addicting to this game. Yeah. Um so we touched up upon this a little bit um prior to mentioning the combat, but the soundtrack. Mm. Yes. I, it's the from the combat theme which is fantastic. My and we were talking a little bit before the show, my favorite character theme is Primrose's theme. Mm-hmm. It's just so so good. So much like emotion. And oh, it's just so good. This yeah. is one of those games that needs a not incredibly expensive vinyl collection. Oh my god, that would be amazing! I don't know. Is this on Spotify actually? Uh, I'm I see it on Amazon Music, but I don't know. It, it might be. Let me let me check. Oh. Octopath Traveler original soundtrack on Spotify. So nice. yeah, I'm guessing it from Yasuhori Nishiki. Yasuhori Nishiki, yeah. Holy shit. Wow, look at that. That is a giant list. Sounds. Holy crap. Um, I, I remember... I love that we live in an age where video game soundtracks, like, you can just listen to them. Yep. Yep, yep, Like yep. this. It, before you had... It would become a... <laughs> it was an unlockable at the end of the game. Or you'd be taking a risk of downloading computer viruses onto your computer with LimeWire or Napster. That too. Oh, Napster and LimeWire. The good old days. Yeah. Uh, what was the other one? Wasn't it like Shazam or something? Um, isn't that the genie movie with Sinbad that does and does <laughs> not exist at the same time? It sure does. It's the Schrodinger's cat of uh, Schrodinger's Cinema. movie. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, this, uh, I remember, um, listening to this track, especially in the morning on my commute to work. And it was just such a fucking jam. I, um, I don't remember, was it, even if it wasn't, but was it, um, an orchestra or was it, um, like MIDI synth? I don't think Octopath uses MIDI. No. So it's all like live recordings. I think so. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised because I remember it was just so goddamn epic. But the, to have 85 tracks, well, I'm looking at the length. A lot of them are less than a minute. But either, even still, yeah. Holy crap! I want to, yeah, I want to listen to Primrose so bad right now. Primrose was, I think, my favorite uh, chapter in this game as well. Mm-hmm. It was definitely the most adult chapter. Like the subject matter and just a lot of the things that went on. Um, was yeah, it was just very good. Yeah, and then the um, like the artwork, like the paint, hand painted promotional artwork for all the characters, also 
absolutely gorgeous. Yup. Yup, yup, yup. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. It's oh, uh, just... it's super, like, they knew, I mean, go figure, they knew what they were doing. Uh, it's so evocative of, it, it's its own art style, but it's very reminiscent of, like, uh, JRPGs of, of the olden times. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it's kind of like the Final Fantasy style, but not, it's... It's got that painterly effect, like a little bit of watercolor. Yeah. It's so its own, but oh, I love it. Now, this is going to be my hot take. Oh, I like hot takes. I, a lot of people are so upset with the shift Square has done with Final Fantasy, the series, away from turn-based to more action and all this more of the uh visuals and and all this uh-huh, uh-huh. at this point i'm kind of okay with it i'm i'm kind of okay with them having transitioned square or final fantasy to be their big just showstopper this is what we can do franchise yeah i i think i'm be- on the same hot take yeah because with games like octopath now mm-hmm. like bravely default and even the smaller games that came out last year, um, it, it, I still get that turn-based itch. Yep. Uh, that, that I still get those games that scratch that itch. Yeah, and I, I agree. I, I'm okay with them just trying random stuff that doesn't always succeed with Final Fantasy. I, I will play and love every Final Fantasy, but I'm okay to let the the turn-based Final Fantasy dream go. Yeah, because so uh, I agree with you. Because, and if I had to defend myself, I would say that if you're looking for if you're if turn-based is what you want, you can get that. It's there. It, there and Square's making it. There, there, it's it's Octopath. It's Bravely Default. It's Live a Live. Like it, they're obviously. They're still making the mm-hmm. gameplay you want, and uh, they've done the metrics. They've done the experiments. Those don't sell like hotcakes. They just don't. Sorry. And uh, there's a reason they're not making it. Their giant tent flagpole ship, whatever you call it, uh, big releases. Like it mm-hmm. needs. They had. They and I commend them for finding like this beautiful middle ground of so clearly in action. It's like a real time action rpg but it still mm-hmm. keeps the the elements of the turn-based stuff where like like the whole meter system the final fantasy 7 meter system they transferred that into real time so well it it made me feel like i was playing seven yeah but like in a different way it, it's so good so um I, yeah i i, I, I have said this a number of times final fantasy 7 remake had no business being as good as it ended up being <laughs> there's no no not at all it I, was I, so good so it, it was revolutionary for like from a from the meta narrative to the gameplay to to t- the the nomenclature like taking remake like it's like yeah it's a remake but they literally are remaking like in yeah. game it's on so many levels it's genius I uh, thoroughly enjoyed that game. Like I remember going into that game 
thinking like I, at the time I had never played Final Fantasy VII all the way through. I was a Nintendo fanboy and I could just never see mm-hmm. my, my buddy gave me um, it for the PC. And even then, like it could barely run it back in the day. But yeah, long story short is I was going in expecting, I was like, oh, I can finally experience Final Fantasy VII, but just with modern day graphics, it'll be great. And then all of a sudden... <laughs> It just takes this gigantic left <laughs> turn, and they're like, "Yeah, this is nothing." I'm like, "I feel like this is not what happened in Final Fantasy." <laughs> Hold on to your butts, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm. I mean, who is not looking forward to f- the chapter two or part two? Yeah, rebirth, oh. and the fact that it will be out in the next by a year, probably from now, we will have Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Yeah, it's closer than it we think. It's. <sighs> It's, and then it, in like two and a half months, no, I guess I maybe it's four months. Yeah, it's three months, three and a half months or whatever. We'll have Final Fantasy 16. Yes. Oh. Square I, fans are eating good. Very good. Very, very good. And I'm very, very excited for 16 because truth be told, here's my hot take. Um, I, and I, I can't. Final Fantasy VII and the whole aesthetic is S tier. It's it's godlike. It's very, 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 very good, and I love it. That said, I like the sword and sorcery worlds just a little bit more. I just like it a little more. Yeah. So I'm really excited for a Final Fantasy set in like you know a kingdom with like you know knights and shit and sorcerers and like I'm really excited for that. Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to having classic summons back and giant kaiju fights. Yes. Well, uh, have they gone in? The last I saw was you would summon these kaiju fights. And then what it looked like to me was that it would become like a Godzilla uh, battle of all monsters. Remember that game on the GameCube? It was like a Godzilla fighting game. War of the Monsters. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Yeah. And it, like, do we get to control the yeah, summons? You, oh. you are like, you like become the summon, I think. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Do want. Uh, it's going to be good. But, but we are not the only people that really love Octopath Traveler. So we are going to go around the web and see what your favorite moments or memories of this game were. We start off with user Pazako from Reddit. Their submission was Primrose's Chapter 1, unlocking the secret jobs and trying out their awesome skills, finding out the deep lore and subtle and not-so-subtle connections between each character's story. And I know the most common criticism about the game was how the stories of the eight protagonists don't converge and there's no canonical story that brings them all together. So, So I might be in the minority... Who thinks the story structure was just fine? <gasps> How dare him? Dun, dun, dun. How dare they? What I really like about the hidden lore is that it shows how even if there are different people from different walks of life going through their own individual journeys, there's a hidden thread that connects us all. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, I like it too. Mm. And honestly, I don't remember the hidden lore, and maybe I didn't dive deep enough. I uh, agree. But good I, to know. Yeah, that I didn't know. It's about there. That. See, then my then my critique would then be uh, bring it to the forefront. Why is yeah. it so hidden? We want we want yeah. it. Gives it gives it to me. 
gives us our precious. <laughs> <laughs> you want to take the the next one, sir? Sure do. All right, let's see. So we've got uh, user stove topism. That's awesome. Um, okay, when I hit the dancers exp and jp bonuses like five fights in a row never had to even think about leveling again until dot 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 what's her name dot 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 the white mage's final boss so all that power grinding finding those those tricks Uh uh i'm trying to let's see which is i am i'm currently looking up the this job skills and jobs and skills for the dancer so let's see. What did they use? Um, the show must go on. Status augmentations will persist. No, that wouldn't be. Um, yeah, I don't know what you use, but hey, you know, if it worked for you, heck yes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I wonder what their. I wonder what their story was. When I hit the dancers exp and jp bonuses like five fights in a row. Never had to even think about leveling again. Until- and I think that's I love. this goes back to my love of all things job systems it lets these crazy combinations and allows people to find really broken combinations I love discovering broken combinations in RPGs yes I I love finding yeah with finding the broken one and then even though it's sometimes frustrating I do like when I encounter like I found the broken thing and then I encounter something that completely nullifies the broken mm-hmm. thing I found it, it tells me that the designers also knew about this and put this in here to check you and be like hey you're having fun but stop having too much fun and you gotta think for just a second yeah. and you'll have fun again and in in defeating this it'll be fun and yeah. usually they're right true story true story uh, next up, we have user Radanax from Reddit. Radanax. They say the priest's final chapter was so cool. I really enjoyed her a lot overall, and she was one badass sister. That's yes, right. that was Ophelia, I want to say. Um, Ophelia, Ophelia Clement. Ophelia. Um, who is going on her like pilgrimage to light lanterns or like take her sacred lantern with the sacred light around to like light beacons or lanterns right stuff. right right i remember that but that's cool um yeah. it's, 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 like it's fights cultists because there's got to be cults in an rpg i i agree um i i, I just love the i don't know not, is trope the right word i love the thing of i love cultists they're, they're i love cultists jesus christ um, right here first yeah every, somebody clipped that um yeah. i just I, even like again in like samurai shampoo they had like that zombie episode and just like the creepiness of it all it's just such a weird eerie setting um wink 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 hint hint there just may be some weird uh culty-ish uh, enemy or people in uh lucid so yeah. B- There's also fan. a hippo with a butt ring. <laughs> there is that. Butt uh, bling. They're butt bling for sure. Um, the only people that know about the butt bling were the people on lo- the stream, like live for the stream. The, the, no one else knows about that. So we're well, going to have to yeah. bring it to the limelight. Well, don't you can't keep it hidden like the lore of Octopath Traveler, <laughs> okay. Eric. Well, I, this is true. So I, I have been tossing around the idea, and the only people that... Uh, Pigus, it's, it's a little creature in Lucid that's adorable and amazing. And while we were pixel arting, I, I was doing my pixel arts, and long story short, we gave him some butt 
butt ring bling. I was thinking, because there's sort of this, um, the fuck's it called? I have like a charm system in Lucid. I was thinking of making one of the charms like a the piggest bling. Um, and uh, only people like you and people on stream would uh, get what the fuck that was. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. And uh, do you want to take the last one, my good sir? I sure do. Let's see. User Mogekona? Okay, okay, cool. Um, realizing I just so happened to pick the character that I related to the most, the merchant. Wanting to see the world which I cannot afford to do at the moment. Well, <laughs> sad face. <laughs> uh, that's cool. I feel that. I, I feel, feel that. Traveling yeah, is expensive. It is. It sure is. Um, yeah, I mean, the merchant, I remember... There's more to there's more to their line. Oh, there is their submission, there, guys. There's a page break, and I'm bad at I don't read nose goods. Okay, realizing I just so happened to pick the character that I related to the most, the merchant. Relating to waiting to see you the read world. that part already. Yeah, yeah, I was doing it in whole, so the people didn't um, get upset. So now I'm gonna have to just keep on pushing through. Okay, read it a third time, and I won't interrupt. I'm gonna read it a third time. So sh okay. shut the fuck up now. Okay, okay I'll shut up. I'll shut up now. I'll shut up. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Realizing I just so happened to pick the character that I related to the most, the merchant, wanting to see the world which I cannot afford to at the moment. Moment. Lol. Sad face. Also, funnily enough. Almost there. You almost got it. <laughs> also, funnily enough, she happened to the best for my favorite job in the game. The weird, that weird buff element weapon class. Cool. I forgot about that. Yeah. Secret jobs were fun. I, yes, I do love when games have secret classes. Mm -hmm. Like we have to do a, like a huge side quest to unlock. Like uh, I forget which game it was. I think it was. I think it was one of the Dragon Warriors, or you unlock like the Sage class. Love that mm -hmm. shit. Yeah, Dragon Quest Three had the Sage, and then like in one of the ones with the Sage, it was in Dragon Quest Three, the first one. The way you got it, you had to like max level the joker class or the jester class which is the weakest class and then uh -huh. suddenly the character would just become really serious and become the best class it was wild that's pretty funny i love it that was, it was a good time but but thank you to each and every one of you who submitted your favorite memory or moment from octopath traveler today i very much appreciate it and i yeah. would link it down in the show notes where you could submit your own memories but unfortunately uh the subreddit police close down the thing close down the, the post so you can't but you can share it on share your memories anyway with me directly on twitter which we will talk about later now let's say you have heard eric and i gush and talk about octopath traveler and you're wondering where you can get yourself a copy of the first entry well luckily it is available digitally on services like the Nintendo eShop, on Steam, and on the Xbox Store. I don't know if it's still available as part of the Game Pass, but to purchase it's digitally it's still 60 bucks. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Pretty pretty wild. Hmm. And if you want to buy a physical copy, now this is all North American prices and as of today's prices and it is currently March 6th, and I'm looking at price charting. So a loose cartridge of Octopath Traveler is about 39 bucks, so about 40 bucks. Mm. A complete in copy used version is 60, and a still sealed brand new copy of Octopath Traveler on Nintendo Switch is 74. Ah. So 
going up in price and not coming back down, it looks like. Okay, okay. So, but let's say you have got yourself a copy, you've downloaded a copy, what have you. What, and, and, and you're a little lost, maybe you want some tips. Well, Eric and I are here to help you with that as well. So, Eric, what tips or advice would you give to new players of Octopath Traveler? Hmm. Okay. Tips and advice. Um, I definitely would say the the whole um, what's her name the the merchant. Um, I remember she was a very good character to start with because she makes a lot of your items that you'll end up buying very much easier to obtain. But apparently, the thief also can just steal stuff. There has I don't I feel like there was a difference. I don't remember what it was. Maybe it was less frequent as a thief to get those nice items, but you just just steal them. But I remember I, I would suggest not waiting too long. Don't sleep on the merchant. Um, let's see. Uh, oh yeah, try to do as many of those shrines as possible. If you see them on the map, don't like don't let those go to the wayside. Um, I wouldn't beeline through the story like like any RPG. You're, you or good RPG, you'll be rewarded for exploring and doing the side quests. It really just makes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it mm-hmm, makes the mm-hmm. main meal so much, it tastes so much better. All those side, all those temples and those side quest shrines, like they're just tons of seasoning, lots of salt, lots of pepper, lots of delicious sides. They're called side quests for a reason. You get those little, those carrots and those peas and you bring it to the steak and it makes it taste so good. So yeah, don't, don't, uh, don't sleep on them. And sometimes the side courses are better than the main dish, too. That's true. So mashed, that, mashed potatoes. You can't. No one says no to mashed potatoes. Damn straight. And <laughs> if someone says no to mashed potatoes, you don't need that kind of negativity in you your just, life. You stop being their friend. You just right be now. like, nope. No, we're done here. We're if done you don't so. leave my sight, I'm going to smash you in the face like your face is a potato. Yeah. Like I'm going to make your face mashed potatoes. Damn right, dude. Yeah. See? Yeah. Life advice with yeah. Scott and Eric. Please, please go to Twitter and, and tell Scott uh, if you do or do not like mashed potatoes. So we both know to unfollow and never follow you again. Thank you. Very yeah, much. to block you. Yeah, that's um, a block. Like, I'll, I'll add you to a special group. Hates mashed potatoes. <laughs> hates mashed potatoes. <laughs> Pure negativity. Um, do not recommend. Yeah. <laughs> um, for my tips or advice, kind of along the same lines as what Eric was saying, is to hunt down those secret jobs that was mentioned. There's only a few of them. I, there's four of them. But not each one is guarded by like a quote unquote super boss or like a secret boss of the game. And these are genuine, really fun, good challenges because you need to beat them in order to get the new job. And it just offers you a really good um an exam like a test to see how well you've kind of thought of your party makeup and how Mm. your combinations work and i just find them i found all of them to be a lot of fun and a hundred percent worth it because the classes that you earn from them completely worth it lots lots of fun oh see i completely forgot it was they reward you with classes yeah oh my god i completely forgot that I um I just remember them. They, I remember the the items and and the well. There were the some. Rewards. There were shrines for all the main the normal classes, and finding those unlocked every other character to use them as like secondary jobs or to equip them. But then uh, you had the special shrines that were protected by special like super 
enemies or whatever mm-hmm. that when you beat them you unlock the special classes ah okay 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. How it works okay i remember i remember that now yep. yeah 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 I, i'm one of those guys that if like you see an icon on the map it's really hard for me not to go to that icon and do whatever it is i um, hear you so yeah i do remember seeing all they're those just little, little bowls of mashed potatoes on your mini map and i like i said i can't say no you can't say no yeah, to mashed you potatoes. can't say no to mashed potatoes <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, that's our tips of an advice, both life advice and for Octopath Traveler. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But we are on to perhaps my favorite part of each episode, the monster or enemy of the week. So, Eric, what is your <gasps> submission that you are bringing to the arena this week? Okay, my submission is I wasn't sure if it had to be from the game or not, but I chose from the game. And my monster of the week is um, how do you pronounce his name? It is Elginish. Helganish, such a common, common salt of the earth name. Helganish. Um, but yes, he was the, I think he was like the first chapter boss of Primrose or just, he wasn't the final boss, was he? doesn't matter. I don't think so. He was a boss in the, the Primrose run. He was this kind of this just nasty all around terrible dude. Um, he what really draws me to him when i was looking is that his sprite work it's on another level of like he's just such a little dirtbag he's like this uh what's decadent like um corrupt like old-timey mayor looking dude with like a big red nose and a twirly mustache and he's like uh, got a glass of wine in one mm-hmm. hand he's just got this giant you just want to punch him in the fucking face and uh it's it's hilarious it's really funny to me how the the sprite work on this one that said the 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 contrast of how much of an evil dirtbag he is is less funny but from a design point uh i really enjoyed this uh this boss design it is a good one. Now, Hal Ganesh will fight you with two lackeys at his side, but we're just looking at Hal Ganesh. He has a, four sh- a shield with four points, so it takes four hits to break his shield. If you use either a lance, dagger, bow, ice, or light attacks against him, he has t- 1,271 health. His melee val- attack value is 85, magic stat of 93. His physical defense is 111, magical defense 96. His uh, accuracy value is 91. His speed is 31. Uh, and he will drop, uh, let's see, 1,600 uh, leaves or money when you beat him. He'll mm-hmm. give you... Only 20 experience at at base and 15 job points. You can steal a heavy coin pouch from him. His attacks include a physical, just straight attack, which attacks a single target. Double slap, which is a physical attack, single target that attacks, hits twice. Oppressive shadow deals darkness damage and targets the entire party and lowers their physical attack. Uh, When he starts trembling with anger, he enters a boost mode for one turn at which point he will use Know Your Place, which is a heavy physical attack that targets the entire party and hits twice. So Damn. Yeah. It's uh it's gnarly. It's gnarly. So but that is Helganish. So be mm-hmm. careful when you face him along Primrose's travels. Yes. Um I uh I'd be interested to do a 
Um, did you remember off the top of your head what Primrose's stat buffs do? It was uh, like if she was alone, can she raise her magic attack, or was or is her dancing like a physical <laughs> buff? I wonder if he's designed to like be weak to her traditional gameplay. But uh, well, he's weak against daggers, so that would allow just she could attack with that. So. Mm-hmm. Um, Makes sense. Cool. But yeah, it's it's a good time. Um, but yeah, Eric, thank you so much for joining me on this here episode of RPG University. Great talking to you, sir. Likewise. Thank you for having me. It was tons of fun. Of course. Of course. But where can people find you online? What do you have cooking? Tell people about Lucid. Oh, boy. Uh, it- and go ahead and uh, plug away. Plug away. I'm a leaky. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, my name is Eric Minahan. I'm making a game called Lucid. It's a love letter to all the games I played growing up. It's uh, kind of like a, if Celeste met Mega Man X, met Super Metroid, met Hollow Knight, met uh, Doom 2016, meets Hades. It's just an amalgamation of all the things I love into one beautiful, I hope to be a beautiful pixel art game. Um, you can find me uh, at uh, socials, um, Instagram, Matt Black Studio, Twitter, Matt Black Studio. Um, please, uh, the most important, my friends, please, please. Um, if you could please go to the uh, www.lucidkickstarter.com and just got to click notify. That'd be so cool. Just, just one little click. You just click notify. That way you'll know when the Kickstarter is live and you can see all the beautiful work I've been doing. And uh, it would mean the world to me. So please, th- that's the one place if you were so gracious could go. That'd be very much appreciated. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Definitely do it. I have played. Well, I have watched him play Lucid. <laughs> it looks lots of fun. And, you know, I was thinking, mm. Eric. Yeah. You had mentioned at the start of the show, you absolutely love Super Mario RPG, right? I do. Yeah, I do. It's like one of my. Top- I think you should pull a trick from Super Mario RPG and somewhere in Lucid, you should have a Square Enix as fuck random boss or thing like Kulix. Oh, just. That totally is like strikingly doesn't look like the rest of the game, but is like pulled. But it looks like straight from a Final Fantasy game. And then you pull like some sweet fantasy track. This is interesting. So, well, okay. well, then I have a question because because my game is pixel arty and um, it has an aesthetic. How would I go about making a pixel art stand out from? Because I feel like a Final Fantasy boss would actually kind of fit in the world. So what would I could maybe make him like a 3D, the only 3D model, maybe something like that, or or do the inverse and make it look like a Mario RPG boss in my Final Fantasy looking. Just just make it look kind of isometric, like it's slightly <laughs> askew, like the sprite is slightly like a totally different perspective. <laughs> totally. Okay, yeah, I can do that. Um, I mean, there were talks of making um, our, our, our Lord and Savior Pigus um, a very secret cult boss, but uh, who knows? Maybe I'll do another one, but I, I like that idea a lot. Big fan of secret bosses. Neo Pegasus, mm-hmm. Neo Pegasus, and it's like a <laughs> amalgamation, like part tree, part Pegasus, <laughs> like Neo X Death or something. Yeah, yeah. 
it starts off like a really cute pigus. He's very cute, guys, by the way. And then he like the second phase, he becomes this monstrosity, like man bear pig looking thing. Um, I'm into it. I like this idea. I'm going to put this in my notes actually right now. <laughs> cool, man. Yeah, I'll. I'll do a shout out to you too. I'll make uh, like his his caretaker, a professor looking dude. Uh, you don't even have to do that. Like I would be happy to just record some random things that could or could not be Latin <laughs> uh, that you put over the track. You know? Okay, we can do that. What if we do yeah, that? I will just like mouth sing and butcher one winged yeah. angel. Yeah. So bad that you won't get a copyright strike. Yeah. We'll do and a I'll whole... just do. I love it. You can... We'll do an I'll entire acapella track of just yeah. you doing all the things. And uh, maybe the only musical instrument is like an out of tune kazoo. No, uh, recorder. <laughs> a recorder, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Piggy, 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 goss. Piggy, 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 goss. Be fantastic. I mean, you sold me, man. Yeah. I'm down. And that's how you pitch a game idea, folks. <laughs> Huzzah! Huzzah! But thank you to each and every one of you who's listened today. Be sure to rate and review us on your preferred podcast service, as I would really appreciate it. If you have an RPG you would like us to feature on an episode, tweet at underscore RPG University with the hashtag RPGU with your suggestion. Or you can share your own favorite RPGs and moments directly with me on Twitter at Professor RPG. As always, everybody, stay safe, stay healthy, be kind to one another. And if you're going to PAX East in a couple weeks, be sure to find me and say hello. Until next time, everybody, stay safe. Class dismissed. Bye. Huzzah!